Well, hey church, tomorrow is the third Sunday of Advent, and guys, from the bottom of my heart, I sincerely hope that this has not just felt like another sermon series to you. Instead, I I hope it's felt like training that's going to develop your soul to look back to the first advent of Jesus so that you can look forward to the second advent of Jesus. I, I hope as I've been praying for us and thinking about us as a church, I hope that it has developed bigger and better waiting muscles in your soul so that when times get hard for you or you experience doubt or you endure criticism in the future, you can flex those muscles and wait faithfully for the second advent of your Jesus. That is how Advent glorifies God and that's the ultimate aim of Advent. Tomorrow's sermon, the third week of Advent, tomorrow's sermon is on the theme of joy. So as you settle into solitude tonight, just focus your prayer around a classic Advent text. This text comes from Luke, and it's it's from that part where the angels comfort the shepherds, and the shepherds are soon to discover the Messiah wrapped in swaddling cloths. Quote, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. You don't need to focus on a lot right now. I don't know if you feel pressured to do that when you pray, but you don't have to pray some grand, eloquent, sermon-worthy prayer. Simply meditate on one phrase from that text. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people.
So the angels are sharing with the shepherds what? Good news of great joy. So in other words, it's impossible for the angels to conceptualize the Christian gospel of good news apart from the experience of great joy. This is why Paul in 1 Timothy refers to it as, quote, the gospel of the glory of the blessed God, end quote. Paul's saying that part of what makes God glorious is that he is a blessed or a happy God. So I, I don't know, do you see the gospel this way? Do you see the gospel as good news of great joy about a happy God? Do you see it as the amazing, startling news that because Christ has been crucified for your sins, God now looks at you and he is happy? Do you feel, do you feel the happiness of God right here, right now, in this moment? Do you feel the happiness of God resting on you in prayer?
Here's the way that one theologian writes about good news of great joy. He says, quote, No one would want to spend eternity with an unhappy God. If God is unhappy, then the goal of the gospel is not a happy goal, and that means it wouldn't be no gospel at all. But in fact, Jesus invites us to spend eternity with a happy God when he says, Enter into the joy of your master. Jesus lived and died that his joy might be in us and our joy might be full. End quote. Heavenly Father, grant us the joy of the Lord right now. Send your Holy Spirit onto us to open up the way to the joy of our Master. Make us supremely and gloriously joyful in you in solitude tonight.
So you will never have perfect joy in this lifetime. But God's people have always fought for joy in the meantime. Before the advent of Jesus, God's people in the Old Testament lived with a disappointing second temple. We talked about that in a sermon a few weeks back. And before the advent of Jesus, they were immersed in all these prophecies about good news of great joy that felt incomplete and unfulfilled. Andrew preached about that last week. And so even when it seemed impossible for them to experience joy in times of persecution and and, and in times of exile, they held on to the hope of joy. Not like carefree teenagers without responsibilities, but they held on to the hope of joy like a dog on a bone. So Heavenly Father, grant us the strength to fight for joy in the midst of this Advent season, even when things seem dark.
Amen. So church, if this is if this is something new to you, if fighting for joy in Jesus is some new concept to you, then I pray that you will remain in solitude with the Lord after this podcast is over because this is not a peripheral concern to the Christian life. It is central to your ongoing Christ-likeness as a believer. Paul says this in Philippians, rejoice, I will say it again, rejoice. Jesus says this in John 15, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Even the psalmist in the Old Testament says to God, in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So if this Advent season is dark, you can't celebrate with your family, you're quarantined at home, you can't afford the presents your kids want, past memories are coming back to you. If this Advent season is dark, fight for joy in Jesus. Because if you experience radical, everlasting joy in Jesus, then your faith will be able to endure anything that 2021 throws at you. So I love you guys, and I'll see you tomorrow at church. You're going to hear a sermon about how the joy of Jesus was offensive to people. So I'll see you then. 